<laughs> I mean, so it goes it goes back like what eighty years, maybe ninety years, where you have uh, Jerry Brown's dad. And Jerry Brown was former governor of California, and his dad is Pat Brown, who ran for San Francisco district attorney and lost in nineteen thirty nine. Right, one later. The reason he won was because of his close friend, who is Gavin Newsom's grandfather, you know, William Newsom, right? And and so you go and <laughs> so Pat Brown, right? D- and I just with- sitting here with a cork board full of red thread, <laughs> connecting all these dots together. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm tapping on each part of it to look at it. So <laughs> he wants to connect. He wants to develop Squaw Valley for the 1960s Olympics, right? For the Winter Olympics specifically. And so he awards the contract to do so to William Newsom and his business partner, John Pelosi, right? You know, so <laughs> amazing coincidence. Pelosi, one of Pelosi's sons, you know, marries uh, Nancy Delandroso. I've never gotten her name right ever. She ends up, you know, becoming Speaker of the House of Representatives for the state. I'm sorry. I mean, for the for the fucking uh, country, because <laughs> that's Nancy Pelosi, and then uh, Nancy, and then another Pelosi son uh, marries in, back into the Newsom family, right? Which would have then connected Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom through like what uncle or aunt? She'd be his aunt through marriage at the time. So there's like um, uh, even more like after that uh, generation of um, connections where the Brown and Newsom's continue because Brown's son, Jerry becomes governor. And then he, he appoints the younger William Newsom, who's uh, Gavin's dad to become a judge. And then, the, you know, sit on the court of appeal. And then after that guy dies, oil magnet, uh, J Paul Getty, who is famous for, a ransom, a massive ransom in the seventies, uh, gets onto the you know court of appeals, and then he hands his son a judgeship, and that allows him to organize the family wealth. And then this is another connection to the Newsom family because they end up being lawyers for one another, and they help develop their own businesses with William and uh, with um, Gavin, and they adopt him. Like it's like they adopt him, and then they bring him into the political machine. So it's it's all like it's a very night tightly knit incestuous like uh, family tree that allows them to dominate san francisco politics right it's a conspiracy, man. this is some like british lords and, and dukes <laughs> and duchesses and shit happening here yeah it's ridiculous the family tree is like a square you know with some, with some <laughs> out of it. you know i don't remember and, this episode of downton abbey <laughs> <laughs> but i think that sort of thing should be a good illustration of you know like most people in power in one way or another they know each other they're connected to each other either by marriage or blood or social class by virtue of social class or they have relations that in the previous generation were connected through blood marriage or social class they share each other's interests uh they probably have lived along with one another and that they're not going to be antagonistic to each other except in like weird dynastic battles over wealth and and influence and prestige or whatever and these are the people who are bringing that shit nationwide it already exists in various levels nationwide it exists in chicago it exists in new york it exists in washington dc but when you bring it to the nationwide politics that has real effects on like what kind of labor policies are going to be pursued because of the dynastic squabbles it has real effects on what tech companies are going to get an in in the White House because of dynastic squabbles as an effect on what kind of policies are going to be pursued for media political economy, for tech political economy, right? For finance, for real estate. I mean, a lot of these industries thrive or specific 
firms in them thrive because they have a good political connection and they have that good political connection either because of family connection, because of friend connection, right? Brown and Root is a good example. One of the largest military uh, contractors in the you know 60s and 70s got that way because they were early sponsors of LBJ's political career, you know, and so he rewarded them handsomely by giving them multi-billion-dollar contracts, and then they eventually used that to get even richer, richer, and become primary contractors in various wars and con- and uh, battles and you know dirty wars, and then continue to fund even more of LBJ's political ambitions, right? Or to be a key part of his political money machine when he denied money from um, to other people at various levels of his uh, career to consolidate his power in the Senate. Um, the, all of that is um, usually it's looked at as like a sort of conspiratorial thing because it is a conspiracy on their part, right? It's a conspiracy mm-hmm. against the public and it's a conspiracy against uh, the market that they so dearly acclaim or swear fealty to. It's a conspiracy against like, you know, natural political function uh, dynamics, which might erode their power. It's a conspiracy to preserve wealth, privilege, power, and access on their behalf at the expense of, you know, black and brown workers and labor, at the expense of the public at large dealing with tech companies that uh, destroy the public common. Uh, dealing with real estate companies that you know, defraud their customers and financial companies that create speculative bubbles that bankrupt their customers. I mean, we have to figure out a way not just to get rid or root out the San Francisco moderates, but to root out this like incestuous dynastic way of doing politics or relating to each other politically that comes with all these sorts of political actors that just poison the society at large and, and create a political economy that is hard to root out and hard to fight. I'm going to hit you with two metaphors here. I mean, on one hand, you've got this dynastic family. It has deep roots in San Francisco, and now it has finally, but even more so, wrapping its vines around the seats of, of executive power, of legislative power at a national level. So you've got this family tree that needs to be uprooted. And the second metaphor, right, we, we talk about the political machines of, of Chicago, right? Um, this was Obama, right? I mean, we saw this a lot with Obama and the same kind of um, political machinery, uh, but, but he didn't have the same, anywhere near the same kind of generational dynasty um, and connection to Chicago that someone like Kamala Harris and and all of them have to San Francisco, which just makes it an even more powerful political machine, one that is uh, more more integrated with each other, uh, more complex, but also is another machine in the good, you know, Luddite ethos that we need to smash, right? This is a machine that needs to be smashed because it is a machine that we will now be facing up against uh, and we'll be facing the kind of consequences of this, like, you know, multi-generational, um, as you put it, these dynastic squabbles, but also um, the multi-generational inertia of this machine um, towards gaining these seats of power, towards, you know, wrapping itself around the country. It's